Welcome back to episode 13 of Performax Science Radio. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Performax's own exercise physiologist, Jack Lang. Jack and I sit down and talk a fair amount of rot this podcast, if I'm honest. However, amongst the copious amounts of dribble, we try and share our own personal insights on the keys to maximizing strength in the gym. This week, we cover the benefits of strength training, the prerequisites to starting a strength program and how to structure it, what most people get wrong when training for strength, and the best tips for increasing your bench, squat, and deadlift. So get stuck in and hope you enjoy this week's episode. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Performax Science Radio. I am here today with the one, the only, the Jack Lang, our exercise physiologist. How are you, Jack? I'm very well, thank you, MR. It's, uh, it's good to be back. It excited. is. How are very you, well. mate? Good week so far? Yeah, week's going well. Schedule's looking busier and busier every week. Um, starting to really reach some new clientele, work covers, etc. And feeling in that spare time with you. <laughs> in that spare time with me. Beautiful, mate. No, you've groomed a um, come a long way, I guess. Well, how long have you been here now? Six months? No, that's ahead. Well ahead. Um, three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah, Ma- start of May. Is that it? Have you only been here? September, <laughs> May, <laughs> June, July, August. Four. Have you actually only been here three and a half months? Four, four months. <laughs> here I am thinking you've been here for at least six. Jesus. Oh, well, that's credit to you. Well, how's life and work on the Sunshine Coast anyway? Yeah, really settled in now. Um, it was a bit of a hassle there going back and forth playing Aussie rules in SA every week. Um, be up here Monday to Thursday, fly out Thursday night, get back here Sunday night. So that's done dusted. I can really focus on work. Um, lifestyle's good. Weather's been all right. It's, the rain's sort of held, holding off at the moment. It's a lot warmer. Surf can pick up. Other than that, it's going well. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, the living situation, How that's how's that all going? It's been a roller coaster. We're uh, the lights at the end of the tunnel, and we're now we're one house mate down at the moment. We'll be looking for a new one in the near future. Well, mate, put it out there. If anyone's looking for a room, looking for a male, pretty similar to <laughs> you and I, um, <laughs> likes a bit of banter. We're happy to buy you a bib so you can dribble plenty of shit. Um, other than that, yeah, someone who's clean, tidy, and just likes to uh, have a beer. So why male? Because it was originally... Well, we you just were, want, You were the only male in there. Yeah. I'd, a bit of support. I'd like a bit of a new dynamic in the house. Um, someone who's yeah up for a surf, a yarn, kick the footy. Beautiful. Kick of the footy as well. Yeah, so there a bit you of Aussie There's rules. A couple of prerequisites for you. Can't be league, got to be Aussie rules. There's plenty of them. I mean, freaking Brisbane's humming at the moment, so I'm sure everyone else on the... Um, well, why would you want to leave? Queensland. Why would you want to leave Brisbane why, at the yeah, moment? why would you? Man, I've just been trying to plan my grand final um, weekend if they do make it, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, anyway, and then you got your big. Uh, how's your festival calendar looking at the moment? Because I know you're not you're not shy of a um, of a festival in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, look, it's um, yeah, I'm I'm on a bit of a low time at the moment, just settling into a big couple of months over on the sunny coast in Queensland lifestyle. Events here, there, and everywhere. Settling in, brother. You're well and truly in. You're settled. I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been simmered lately, um, and we're gearing up for a big uh, summer of festivals. Beautiful. Oh well, mate. I'll um, 
I guess this will probably be the last weekend that we even see each other, mate. We got the uh, got the cocktail. We got the cocktail. That we do. Yep. Shout out to Kev from Earth Cafe down there at Golden Beach. Go give um, get down there on. Oh, well, I don't know when this is going out. It's probably going to go out next week. But yeah, we got a uh, cocktail night at his restaurant, which should be good. What's your um? What's your cocktail even going to be? I yeah. think I'm going with a spicy banana colada. <laughs> which... A spicy banana colada. It's, it's a homemade one. So I grabbed a few different recipes and threw them together into what was my favorite. Oh so we've got God. banana, ice, coconut rum, spiced rum, and Bailey's. I mean, it doesn't, like when you say it like that, it doesn't sound too bad. But then what, are, you just bl- are you blending it all up? Blended and we are garnished with shredded coconut on top. Yeah, see, I'm garnished. I see, I'm doing a coconut um, margarita. So mine is. Coconut. Why don't you pick something more basic? It's fucking. This is not. This isn't basic. It's not basic at all. This is a um, a pure concoction of delicious flavors and uh, essences, and that you can find in every single yeah, desiccated bar. Desiccated No, no, you can't. You can. You can find them in any bar, but you can't find this one in any single bar <laughs> except at Earth Cafe. From five thirty to eight on Saturday, but well, well, we'll throw it to you then. Yeah, no. What we need to do, what we need to do, because we've got like a bit of a, um, a little bit of a in-house competition, I think, at the moment on most things. What we'll do is we'll try and throw in like I think because I think what Kev's going to do is he's going to put them both on special, and then everyone will see who obviously buys the most, who makes the most money from their cocktail. I think. Well. I've, have you invited anyone yet? Yeah, well, I've got a couple of people going. So I think um, well, we the missus, l- missus will be down and I'm putting a shout out to all the boys. So they'll probably they'll probably right. come down as well. Well, yeah, I've got... Well, I think, Kev said he needs you. He needs six. Six from each of us. Oh, mate. Easy. Well, I don't even know six people here yet. I've only been here four months. <laughs> we should be sorted. Well, let me... No, oh. no. Well, I've got, I've got Gmot now and Nicola plus a couple of housemates. And I'll throw it out to a few boys, so we'll have six, seven, yeah, yeah, we'll eight. Put it, yeah, we'll, we'll put it out to some of the other ones. But I think I've got, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have enough. I'll have enough easy because I've got mates and then they've got girlfriends, so it's easy. So there's two already. But we'll bring it down and it should be good. And we, what are we going to wear? All black or something? All black. I reckon we throw, we're going to have a little bit of um, pizzazz to it. To the to, to the, the all black kit. To the all black kit, yeah. I was thinking all black. I've got a button up. I've got a black No, no, nah, nah, no button ups. Keep it. What are keep, you thinking? Well, I don't have a black button up, so we're going to keep that the same. Well, we, we've got heaps of different shoes. Well, you're and... making some trashy drinks, so I mean, that's going to be like represent your kit. And then <laughs> I'm making, you know, the fancy coconut margarita. Beautiful, beautiful coconut tequila with um, some vanilla liqueur, coconut cream, mm-hmm. uh, and then real limes is how the many, essence how, of it all. Question, how much alcohol goes into yours? Are we talking... Two shots. For 120 mil. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you joking oh, about? Oh, two, two shots, like... How much is in a shot? Well, shot's 30 mil. So... Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I got so 60 mil. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'll but win. I'll just load up mine with one, 120. One coconut. So there you go. So you're just going to load up more alcohol in there, is what you're saying? Yep. Well, then it's going to cost more. <laughs> special's a special, mate. <laughs> special's a special. We'll see how we go. All right, well, that should be fun. So that's happening. And the other in-house competition at the moment is... Uh, basically some training stuff at the moment so you've just sent through your uh your pbs well 
to give a bit of context to yeah, the listeners, please, please shave it. We Matt and I were both testing a few of our clients. It just happened to be the same week, and I sort of said to Matt, "Well, if we're testing all our clients, I'm sort of coming to the end of a training block. Why don't we do some testing?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm only mid training block, but we'll do that." So we planned it for sort of Wednesday a week ago, and I woke up Monday morning and just one of those days where you feel fresh. <laughs> I was like, stuff the plans with Matt. Today's the day. So I walked into the gym, plenty of people around witnessing what was about to happen. Whatever. I mean, I've had no one witness this, uh, the deadlift you're about to reference, I'm assuming. <laughs> so idea was deadlift is straight up, followed by, we're talking one RMs as well. So one RM deadlift. No. Well, not all one, but yes, mostly on the big lifts. On the one big RMs lifts. On the big lifts. What, we've, what I've done so far. So one RM deadlift took about 20 minutes, half an hour building into that. So solid warm up. Then a one RM bench press, again, 20, 30 minutes. Then a one RM back squat, again, 20, 30 minutes. And then finish the session with max pull-ups. <laughs> Wide grip. Right, At the we'll, end of the session. We'll Key a- reference is end of the session. <laughs> yeah, so an it. hour and a half into the workout, going, you know what? We'll throw in a pull-up as well. Look, we'll give us some numbers then. What do you got so far? Well, the deadlift is... I um, don't even want to see yours, to be honest. But my well, deadlift, 1RM, think- we got 185. Look, I'm not going to lie. 185 is <laughs> pretty impressive. I mean, you did send me a photo, but I mean, I haven't seen any witnesses or heard anyone who's seen it. I don't know if you just load up the plates and just put it on there. Who knows, but I'm, not, I'm thinking I'm definitely not going to get 185, not in the state that I'm in at the moment. Um, <laughs> well, why are you in such a bad state? <laughs> Mate, I'm, well, I could miss a start. I'm post-girlfriend, brother. You're pre. You're pre-girlfriend, so you still got that. <laughs> you still got something you got to train for. Oh, you know, my weekends are a bit fuller. Well, it depends. Well, it depends. You well, spent a lot of time sitting around last Friday. Busy. I'm busy, mate. I'm busy, mate. That's what it is. Um, so what? If you hit 185 on the deadlift... 185, I've, yeah, 185, I thought I would have had more the way it felt. <laughs> well, it moved more. pretty smoothly, and then I put on a little bit extra and did not leave the ground. But by that point, I was cooked, so yeah, 185 is the max at the moment. All right, and then squat as well. So Look, and here's... No, tell us what you got in your squat. All right, so we got the lowest bench possible in the gym. I reckon we're talking 45 centimeters in height. Lowest flat bench. Lowest, lowest flat bench. Um, it's approximately the same height as like a 30 centimeter box plus two foam pads. So I reckon it's about 45 centimeters. So zero depth is what you're trying to say. No, 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 no. We're beyond 90 degrees at <laughs> knees easily. Um, so squat, we are looking at 145. 145. 145 for a 1RM. Well, I've seen him squat and it looks like it's all ankle to me. And it's all just, ankle? <laughs> all ankle. Doesn't look like he's getting below parallel. What, you reckon I'm just deadlifting again? I don't, I, I think looks you reckon like, it looks just like a good morning. I'm just doing barbell good mornings with 145 <laughs> kilos. Yeah, That's impressive. So, um, all right, we'll take your 145. Look, I'll be remiss to hit <laughs> 145. Look, who knows? I, I might, I might get close. I might get close on that. What you? You were at ninety-five, eight for four sets, something like that. Yeah, I did ninety for eight the other day, and that even felt heavy. But no, I'm back. I'm doing hundred for eighty. That'll get me. That'll get me close, won't it? It'll be something. Um, and then should we? 
I want to put it in a one RM calculator. Yeah, yeah. But what? And then and then um and then bench. Yeah, and, you have me there. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> oh, go on. Tell, tell the people what your bench is. Well, my bench is is actually weaker than what it has been previously. But it was ninety five for one yeah, RM. Love the preference of weaker than what it's been previously. But where's do you want to know the reason why it's weaker? Doesn't even have two plates each side. Well, partly because. I mean, AFL is a pretty intense sport, so I've been running yeah. around throwing shoulders and left, right, and centre. Um, I've got a grade two strain in my right shoulder in the AC joint, and I've got a grade one in the left shoulder, and they're both in late stage rehab at the moment. Very <laughs> unstable. So I'm pretty <laughs> happy with unstable. You said it was late stage rehab, bro. Yeah, they well, should be, they should be stable <laughs> by now. <laughs> well, we're no. Well, they were in late stage, and then the last game of footy, which was week and a half ago, right shoulder got hit again. So it kind of pushed everything back a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, I reckon I've got him on the bench. Easy. Um, not saying I'm lifting impressive numbers on the bench, but I've definitely got better than 95. So I'm sure of it. Just going to throw you back to the squad at the moment. What did you say? 100 <laughs> for eight. <laughs> you base... put putting in the calculator. I'll put it in your calculator. And based on that, your one RM is 125. So where are you going to make up 20 kilos? Well, look, man, as I said... You know, I've, you know, you know, just have training hasn't been the forefront of the mind um, at the moment. So now that I've got something, a bit of competition in there, we're roughly about the same dimensions in about everything. So that we are. So, so, you so know, we're at what, 88 pretty well? Spot yeah, on both yeah, of I'll, us. I'll probably a little bit less after the weekend or more, who knows? Probably less because I wasn't eating as much. 88, what height are you? 186? Uh, no, no, no. 180, I'm, I'm, I'm 190. 189, 190. All right, so you're a little bit longer. We're weighing the same. I've got a wingspan that's definitely longer. Yeah, oh, well, okay. You can take that. So you're I stand up and my hands are touching my well, ankles. That's just because your shoulders have been stretched from all the hits. I'm telling you, I can tie my shoes while I'm standing up. <laughs> Well, that's something we don't want to see. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, so I've got to beat... Look, lower body lifts, I'm um, I'm a bit nervous about, I'll be honest. I pretty much just scrapped that. But this isn't just... We're not just talking strength here. We want to talk some other perform, uh, performance ones. Also, the chin-up. Oh, the chin-up, pull, yeah. Pull-up, sorry, not the chin-up, pull-up. The pull-up. We're doing pull-up. Wide group strict. Yeah, and I mean, I just easily map... Just, you know, you sent me 11, so I said, oh, I'll just Wait, wait, it. what did I do before that 11 again? No, not much. Um, An hour and a half, well, three <laughs> 1RMs, so pretty taxed at this point. <laughs> Man- managed 11 strict. Well, I was, you know, and also, I, also had, I always had witnesses from Jora in the gym who was... Also, um, <laughs> was, you haven't heard this, so <laughs> I'm finishing up with a client late last week. Matt's done his... Pull-ups. He's managed twelve supposedly, um, and he's all well, about. Mate, I, didn't, I didn't just manage twelve. I got twelve. Easy. Okay. I didn't. All right. I didn't all right. Manage. Well, I didn't have to. Who manage. was your witness? Jora. Okay. So witness waits till Matt's not in the gym. Comes up to me and goes, "I have quotations. I have the funniest story for you when you're not with the client." I was like, "Right, oh, well, I'm just finishing up." So I go back to Jora, and he's just laughing. On, this is going to be pretty funny. He goes, you sent through your testing data the other day to Matt and he goes, 
oh, that's that's bullshit. He can't do 185 or this or that. He goes, you know what? Uh, 11 pull-ups. He goes, I can do that in my sleep. Runs over. This is from his Matt's eyewitness. Jumps, <laughs> jumps on the chin-up bar. Gets to 10. Apparently shaking like anything. Oh my god! Well, this is just this barely, is like, barely gets chin to bar on the last one. That's barely, what barely, mate. First of all, I don't need to get chin to bar because I'm getting chest. To Correct. Bar. So that's all what right. I mean. You barely got chin yeah. to bar. I'm getting. Where's your chest in relation to your chin? Exactly why you barely got chin. <laughs> so you're struggling, <laughs> mate. Your chin is well and truly above the bar if you get your chest there. Well, I'd hate to. Yeah, all right. And, Look, and Jorah's just trying to create some drama. All right, you know. He's and works we haven't mentioned week. that you did this. When you're fresh, so, well, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we'll get, we'll look. So mate, I have hit when, twelve. When D Day, when so. D Day comes, we'll go. All right. Look, have I been training for any of this stuff? Not particularly. I've just been doing kind of like some miscellaneous bullshit at the moment. Have I been training for this? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Speaking of, what are your training goals at the moment? So obviously you've just kind of gone through a little bit of a um, a strength phase. I'm assuming. No, I actually just finished off a oh, hypertrophy okay, block. Worry. Just finished a hypertrophy block, so hitting some big pyramids um, up and down. Yeah. Um, from yeah, on the key lifts. Um, since footy season's finished, I'm just trying to stack on a bit of weight. I've got eight weeks to uh, eight weeks yesterday, seven weeks yesterday until preseason footy starts, where you're speaking with the newest member of the Maroochydore Footy Club right here. Represent the Roos. So shout out to the Roos for having me on board next year. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, maybe but maybe having something in the works with them uh, soon as well, but we won't give away too much. Mm. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yep, potentially on that. Yep. <laughs> you lost me there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hypertrophy block just sort of finished that towards end of footy season. A bit more maintenance than anything. Now I've got this little time frame. I'm quickly into a strength block for four weeks and then I'll do four weeks hypertrophy before I start um, high intensity aerobic again. Right. So, so trying to stack on four or five kilos now quickly. Yeah. And then, so trying to stack that on and then you're moving into a bit more of a strength phase, you say now as well? Uh, so yeah. So in the strength now or where I'm just trying to get some, yeah, it's a mix of both, but I'm in the strength now trying to just get a little bit stronger. So what are the training goals? Do you have any targets that you want to hit? In terms of key lifts, yeah. What are you looking at? Well, we'll get back up to the two plate bench. Yeah, so well, mate, we got to get. Back we'll up to we'll that. tick that off. <laughs> two wheels um, each side. I want to hit. Look, it's probably not in a short term, but two hundred deadlift, and yep. a, and a one fifty squat is the aim. A one fifty squat and a two. So that'll be what two point two, two point one, two point two times body weight or something there on a two hundred one. On the eighty eight, yeah. Uh, roughly, I think that's roughly what it would be. But. Two point two point three. Two point three. So you're looking for a two point three deadlift and a one point five uh, squat? No. No, it'd be more than that. One fifty, one point six, one point seven. One point seven squat. Well that's what you want. Okay, so they're kinda of like And Ben she'll just yeah, I just want to get back up to the one point two really. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's a good little one to go. And what was kinda of like I guess when you did hit your P B on your deadlift, what was um was that your biggest increase? Biggest increase in terms of... In of your lift? Yeah. Or like, what was that? What was your previous PB on that one? So I haven't done a, a official testing day or at all since beginning of Feb, I think it was. Um, so back in Feb, I hit 160. 
160. So that's like a 25 kilo, 25 kilo increase really mm. within a six month time frame. That's yep. pretty big. And so, and what do you kind of think was, well, actually, yeah, what do you kind of think it was? If you could like pin it down to kind of like one thing with the deads, what, what, why'd you get such a big increase? Well, I think as well, like coming towards the end of COVID, I was doing a lot of running and not eating enough food. I just wasn't consuming enough. Um, now that that's changed, like back in February, I would have been 80 kilos, maybe 81. I've put on seven kilos since then. Jeez. So with that, obviously a lot of muscle has come um, as well. So I think that's probably where it comes from. But I've also done a lot of the like heavy pyramid loading hypertrophy sets recently. Yeah, so you're stacking on a lot of volume. And a with lot, that volume, volume as well, you're probably going to be gaining a little bit of strength. And yeah. I think that's kind of like an important thing as well. Like when we talk about strength, we got to met people think, you know, it's these really low rep ranges, I guess, real heavy weights. But the in order to kind of maximize the amount of uh, maximize your strength lifts you need to have a good base of um hypertrophy and also make sure you're eating enough as well to support kind of like that hypertrophy so then you can basically pivot into um into strength as well because mm-hmm. you know the more muscle mass that we have the more motor units we can recruit therefore more strength or yeah. more weight on the bar as well and and on that i'm going well ahead of you here in terms of this competition like i'm going to leave you in my dust i'm bringing on board well performax is bringing on board a dietitian uh, <laughs> so shout out to, to yeah. nicola, nicola yeah, Pierce. Out, nicola. um but yeah i am teeing that up for next week she doesn't know it yet but spoke to nick about it so that'll be full diet plan sorted out oh for fuck's sake um <laughs> <laughs> well i just Look, here's the all second, I, here's all i want all right yeah, you might have me on a couple of lower body strength lifts, but how fast are you over 40 at the end of the day? That's what I want. That's, that's what I think the next thing we've got to test. And let's have a look at your broad jump as well and or triple hop. Because, mate, I don't know if you've seen these calves over here, but they're fucking... Is there any muscle on them? Uh, yeah, mate, there's enough. I'm springing. I'm all tender. We're talking to the guy I'm all tender who looks like he's walking on stilts around the sunny coast. Mate, you Longest can't. Shins. Don't be, have you ever heard the phrase... Don't throw glass in stone houses. <laughs> That's not how it goes. <laughs> My apologies. You all, yes, you can. If, if you're going to throw glass, throw it in a stone house because there's a good chance it's going to shatter. Don't throw stones in glass houses, man. Have you seen your shins? Have you seen your shins, brother? They're freaking dead set. Bowling pins, right? Bowling there. pins. We're walking on pegs. them down. Walking on pegs. Um, Longest shins on the Sunshine Coast till I met you, I think, <laughs> I had. But, but back to um, the real stuff. So what are your training goals at the moment? And- Look, I think this whole competition thing is really good for me, personally, because I think over, I haven't really had something to train for. And I think you always do better when you have kind of like a goal, set targets. I've just been doing a lot of miscellaneous bullshit, kind of just writing down some programs. At the start of this year, I probably was at my strongest. I hit 200 um on on a deadlift however it was a trap bar in saying that but you know reference to my shins before it's a long way down when we're doing a um, we're doing a conventional deadlift hit 200 on that as well but i probably was i probably was about like 88 89 kilos probably at the start of the year which i'm probably still roughly about just a little less muscle mass i think 
going from there. So I think I need to get back into some type of routine leading into Christmas time. And now that I've got a little competitive edge, I've got something to kind of motivate me along the way. So I think that's going to help uh, help a whole bunch. So I, for me, I'm going to do a testing on my um, on my key lifts uh, soon, and then I will basically assess what I think is reasonable to get by at least the end of the year before I head off to NZ I'll say which is at the end of the year for Chrissy anyway how long um, are you over there for just a week yep just a week with the with We're, the fam just time it right and that's your deload week yeah exactly deload week or deload and refuel week probably um, but yeah now when we shifting a little bit from talking about you know yourself even though I know you love doing that um, a whole heap uh, when we talk about strength training, what do you reckon are kind of some of the major benefits of strength training and why do you think, um, do you think more people should do it or? Oh, well, I mean, is this from a general pop perspective or? You tell me. I think, that, I think personally, if I'm talking about strength training, I think everyone should be doing some form of strength training, um, like strength resistance based training because of just all the health benefits that follow from it. Now, do you need to be hitting PBs of 2.3 times your body weight? No, not necessarily, but you should all be aiming for some um, for some good relative strength targets, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it should be for everyone. There's no reason why people shouldn't be doing strength training, even if there's injury or whatever. That's where we come into play. But we're talking like bone health, muscle growth, health, um, cardiovascular benefits, benefits against other chronic health conditions, diabetes, yeah. etc., um, and preventative as well. So preventative measures, especially for injury. Yeah. It's endless. The, the benefits we can gain from resistance training. Yeah, I think so too. You've got like, especially as you, um, age, as you were saying as well, like to keep that bone density, to keep that muscle mass as well, obviously making sure from a nutrition point of view, um, you're fueling yourself and your protein mark, trying to hit your protein markers because that's obviously in the long term going to stop um, certain injuries from uh, occurring potentially later down the track. Um, you know, and then not only that as well, like realistically, it's all downhill from what, 28, 29. <laughs> that's me, mate. <laughs> Pretty much. Almost. So, You've got one good so I there. think, yeah. <laughs> No matter what. No. no. <laughs> you can't be putting out there that's all downhill from 28, 29. No, well, we've, that's basically, I mean, basically. Talking about like testosterone levels and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking, if we look at the life cycle, that's when we start to begin our degeneration is around 29, 30 years. So we're at our peak physical fitness, 27, 28. And then from there, we have to work a lot harder. Um, and that's where resistance training has to play a big role. Yeah, and um, I think making sure that you adapted that kind of into kind of your life as well. I'm not saying you have to go to the gym freaking every single day, or but or even go to the gym per se. But you need to have some form of resistance-based training, I think, in your program because it's from a preventative point of view and longevity for your health. It's going to be so much more important. But back to strength training. I know we did like a, um, a presentation on testosterone uh, earlier in the year. And, you know, one of the best things you can do to help naturally increase your testosterone levels is, um, is by incorporating strength training into your, into your routine because the more stress that we put on the body from that's getting closer to kind of like that one rep, uh, 
or your percent, yeah, your one rep max, uh, the more strenuous the exercise is, the more testosterone we're going to be producing uh, in our body as well. I want to just pull you up on that though, like not exactly strength training. Yes, we want to increase strength so that we have a higher one rep max, which will be beneficial for testosterone, but the study is more on hypertrophy training. So a little bit more greater volume um, is actually more beneficial for testosterone. So we're not actually burning out day after day after day. Yes. So that's why as well, like generally your strength block is a little bit shorter than your volume or hypertrophy. Yeah. And I think when we say strength, like I think the way we look at strength when we talk about it is kind of 85% of your one of your one RM to 100%. Um, and when we talk about str- strength, probably in more of a general sense, we're talking about kind of relative strength, which is probably any any rep range, I guess, as long as we're taking those reps somewhat close to a failure. Yep. With, a, you know, maybe like a couple reps in uh, reserve. So definitely the benefits to strength training outweigh, um, outweigh the ones at tone, I guess. Like yeah. or anything people with their exercise routine, you, I think people tend to go to more aerobic options like, uh, like walking, running. Yeah, so I guess cycling, collectively swimming. resistance training then. Yeah, collectively yeah. let's talk, I think, more resistance-based training, which is something that just doesn't happen. Uh, I, I think it's actually probably is slowly turning um, with education and uh, everything that's going on. But yeah, I think if you are solely just doing, you know, walking, running, cycling, swimming, and you're not really... Uh, incorporating some resistance-based exercises into your routine, I think you should definitely start to do that because the um, benefits are just outweigh the ones that don't, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, beautiful. And, it, and if you are doing the, the walking, the lighter aerobic activities, like look to make an impact, like as in impact training. So things like jogging, running, uh, jumping, whatever that might be where you're, Yes, you're working aerobically, but you're still getting some of that impact loading. That's yeah. just as important for your bone health as well. Yeah, 100%. Over, I guess, you know, but then on the other side of the spectrum, someone does it a little bit older, older population and they probably have, um, you know, they get injuries assorted with high impact training, like running and stuff like that. Then, you know, switching a aerobic option to like a non-weight bearing one could be beneficial for them. However, they should also be working back up through maybe in like a gym system through some type of uh, resistance-based training as well. Um, So if I'm a listener right now and I'm thinking to myself, these guys are talking about strength training, I probably do maybe too much cardio or if I'm talking about strength, maybe I'm lifting uh, weights in rep ranges at about 10 plus, kind of like the old school bro split bodybuilding, um, bodybuilding stuff. How would I go about setting up a strength program? Well, I mean, realistically, if we're talking strength, hypertrophy, resistance training, whatever it is, ideally we're working at percentages of one rep max so that you've already, as you've already mentioned. So we need to have some sort of testing regime in there. It doesn't necessarily need to be a one repetition max, but we need to know what's your capacity at the moment, where are you at, estimate your one rep max. So maybe you're looking at a lighter um, load for more reps, etc so that we can work out exactly when we are hitting 65% or 75% or 85%. Um, I mean, 
at the end of the day, again, that's where we come in and where our knowledge and I guess what we work for um, comes into play. Yeah, and I think the best thing that you can do if you're going to start getting into strength training is first and foremost is what we always preach. I think the analogy we always use is how do you build a house? You know, first thing is you've got to set up a strong foundation. So you need to set up a really good base. A, you need to be able to do all the movements correctly. You need to be able to load yourself correctly without injury. You need to make sure you're activating the targeted exercises, uh, muscles, groups uh, while you're doing the exercises. And they've got to be a little bit more specific to kind of, I guess, your goals at the end of the day. So I think the first thing, if you're going about setting up a um, strength training program is A, probably reach out to someone um, who knows what they're talking about and B, start by creating a good base, making sure you can do all those exercises right. And then as you were saying as well, once you've kind of established a good foundation, now we need to start getting some measurables in. Um, Now, I think that foundation thing is very difficult to work out on your own though. Yeah. Like extremely difficult to understand why a particular injury, why a particular movement is not getting any stronger. Um, That's, yeah, like you need someone to look at the way you're moving, what's happening with the injury and go, right, well, you're actually lacking strength or activation or you're tired or weak in certain areas that need to um, be worked on to facilitate that foundation yeah. training, give you direction so that you have those goals early on. Yeah, or in some cases, it can just be as simple as you've been doing the same thing for way too long. Like you just continually show up and you keep doing the same thing and your body's kind of just plateaued because you're not changing it up or giving yourself like a different stimulus to elicit, I guess, a new adaptation within within yourself as well. So sometimes it can just be you need to start to switch up your training a little bit more. And if you're not sure how to do that, that's where someone like, you know, yourself or myself um, can come into play and help kind of structure a bit more of a, a plan around that. Um, but yeah, I think A, you've got to set up that foundation. And B, I think we need to make sure we're periodizing that to a point where we're building up to some some heavy lifts as well so we need to really expose our body to um heavy heavy load close to our one rm um uh somewhat somewhat frequently uh so we can get that exposure into ourselves but look we talk about percentages about one rm a lot if you don't know how to calculate that type of stuff um you can also use what we like as rpe as well so how many more reps do you reckon you had in the tank or reps in reserve, um, which can be uh, equally beneficial. And they kind of, I think if we look at the research, your RPE and your one rep, uh, your percentage of your one rep max is, can be pretty similar, uh, similarly correlated as well. Um, so I think that's a good approach to go as well. But um, if you could pin it down, if you could pin it down to one thing, to put you on the spot to make you think about it. If you could pin it down to one thing, what would be your best tip for increasing strength? Best tip for increasing strength? If you, if you only had to pick one thing. Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> that was coming. When I wrote this I wrote this question, I was like trying to think, oh, you'll say something. Oh no, it's just gonna be consistency, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can do 
a whack job a session in the gym but if you do that consistently over a period to- period of time you're going to see improvements yeah i've seen some people do some crook shit and get some pretty good results just because they show up and do it repeatedly and the best results i've ever had with any of my clients uh have been the ones that are the most consistent over a long period of time i don't care how fancy my program is or what these these little hacks that they you know shuffling around the weights doing these weird drop sets and i don't know some type of uh accommodating resistance stuff doesn't really matter if that person isn't being consistent and not just consistent but consistent over a long period of time and it's like we you talk about that like your drop sets and this and that and what other whatever other protocols someone might throw at you you might throw it yourself but if you're consistent, you're hitting the frequency and volume on those particular muscle groups and movements anyway. Yeah. And, you know, and then obviously probably second to that, I'd be saying lift heavy and do it often as well. Or that two things. Lifting. Lift, well, do it often is consistency. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So all right, here's, here's three. Well, so consistency. Well, I only asked for one, but yeah, we'll give three. Lift heavy but with good technique with good yeah oh i think that's probably something we haven't touched on i think the skill skill Mm. is a massive one if you want to lift more weight you need to perfect the skill of the exercise because there's certain little biomechanical hacks i guess you can get into by performing the exercise with good skill which is going to help you move the um move the weight more effectively as well and really utilize the key muscle groups that you want to um, I think, you know, stuff, stuff as simple as kind of like foot position yep. can be huge on like your, um, squats and your deadlifts and, you know, elbow position for your bench and stuff like that. But I think, well, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, all right. So what do we say? Consistency is the main Consistency one. Is Consistency key. over the long Consistency period of time. Consistency is key. Yep. And what do you think, um, people get wrong when they're kind of trying to build to for like to hit pbs like hit new pbs on certain lifts what do you think most people get wrong when they're doing it themselves oh probably from even like my own um experience like when i was younger and just didn't really know what i was doing before i went to uni and whatnot was that idea of trying to move weights that are too heavy yeah. and you lose technique and you lose all the biomechanics of the movement and you're kind of just hunking around a big weight um, like ego lifting essentially yeah and um, that's a huge one people trying to go way too heavy too soon yeah and then no I've just had a mental plank on the other one alright yeah John I, lost it <laughs> he's lost it he's, he's fragile um, throw me the question again you like that? <laughs> throw the, me the question. question oh my god alright um, yeah what do you think most people get wrong when training for kind of like for strength, for PBs, trying to increase their strength. What do they get wrong? I think what you just said then was perfect. So trying to go too heavy too soon before and they've perfected the technique. Yep, and resting. Re- yeah, rest is a huge one as well. People not giving themselves the right amount of rest time. So and that, and that can be in between sets or even like a resting day. Yep, so obviously when we're trying to lift really heavy weights for low reps... Um, it's very uh, fatiguing on our nervous system. So we need to make sure that 
when we are doing these, we're giving ourselves adequate rest time in between sets, or as you said, in between weeks, uh, in between days, and sometimes maybe like giving yourself stuff like deload weeks as well into that so you can let your body fully recover so it can basically recover fully and push more weight. Just um, on that, let's pretend I'm your client, whatever. Uh, pretty much are. Pretty much are. <laughs> How do you feel about a client lifting more than you? <laughs> Mate, that's literally most of my, that's most of my clients. I mean. um, all right, so let's start doing strength at the moment. When would you throw in a deload week? So I think deload, uh, deloads are highly individual to the, um, to the person. I usually throw it close to the end of the training block, typically, if I was just going to go rule of thumb. But it comes down to the individual at the end of the day. If that person, you've got to factor in that person's life as well. So are they a bit stressed at work? Um, you know, uh, is, do they have a kid and their baby's keeping them up and their sleep's been really bad? Um, uh, do they have a holiday coming up? Do they have, you know, a, something happened throughout the week and they couldn't get to the gym? So I think you need to make sure you have the ability to deload, I guess, on the fly based on that person's um, life. But if I was to just take it as a rule of thumb and that person's sticking to everything and all, you know, everything being equal, um, usually I'll chuck a deload in probably towards the end of the week. So I kind of like do a linear build and then shock them at the end and then a deload after that. So you can like uh, a linear build. I think it's called like a step step method. Um, That's how I typically like to do it. But as I said, like you've got to tailor it and how you're feeling. Maybe even just you come in one day and you're just feeling shit and lethargic and you know, something's always going to be better than nothing, but maybe that's the day we take as a deload. So we just keep moving because there's going to be no point you trying to go for these you know key lifts on a day where you're feeling super shit what do you reckon yeah no i'm very much in agreement with that yeah whether it's a deload week or day or whatever it is um yeah i mean if i took and i threw it at you because i've got obviously my plan in place for my program which would be finish this strength block straight into that second testing and then it'll be deload for the remainder of that week ready for that four week hypertrophy before footy starts yeah it'll just be systems in complete shock seeing it or central nervous system etc is just on fire uh, needs time to quickly recover before i load up again i think that's probably another one that people get wrong a lot they don't have a plan in place they're kind of just i'm just going to come in and i'm just going to you know do whatever do whatever and hope it kind of gets gets me to where i want to go i think you know if you don't have kind of you know if, what do they say if you fail to plan you plan to fail Yep. That's the one. There you go. Glad you got one out. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Imagine we got that one wrong. Stay too. tuned for his next one. Yeah, it's coming. Um, yeah, so you need to have some type of plan. Now, it doesn't need to be you need to write down what you're going to be doing every single day. Not necessarily. I would, I would be kind of just trying to periodize it in a way that you are kind of working towards something. You know when to drop off. You know when to pick up. Um, and make sure it obviously matches uh, your training goals as well. Um, I think, what do we start to start? Like technique, um, that's a huge one with people, massive skill, amounts of skill involved in getting these lifts right. Uh, I think a big one as well is not 
switching up the load. If you're just training heavy all the time, you're, you're probably going to hit a plateau and you need to make sure that, you know, we're changing up the um, loading parameters a little bit. You know, kind of the best thing you can do is do what you're not, I think, if you've hit a plateau. Yeah, like, yeah, know what your weaknesses are and train your weaknesses. That's yeah. kind of what you mean. Think of anything more? Yep. Um, well, you're training weaknesses, but also, like, switch it up. Like, if you've been doing something for oh, yeah. ages... Uh, you well, know, you should, if you've been doing something you, for ages, you should be good at it. It should be a strength. Yeah, exactly. But you probably might hit, like, a plateau. Yeah. And now, by just reversing it, let's say I'm doing... I've been doing sets, you know, reps of one to five on heavy weights for, I don't know, three months or something like that. And you kind of feel like you've hit a bit of a plateau. I think the best thing you can probably do there is start doing all, um, uh, reps around, you know, maybe from six to 12 because that's where you're going to get the biggest change in your body because it's a stimulus that your body's not used to anymore. So your body's always just going to adapt to what you give it the most of. So by changing it up, like I've gotten, you know, good results just from... Tra- like not even training true strength like training more of that relative strength and then i've actually increased um my one rep max just doing that and i've got the same with like clients and stuff as well it's just because you've been doing something for a while and your body adapts to that and then you give it a new stimulus and then it has to adapt again so you've got to keep confusing the body on and then it's got to keep adapting along the way so you just got to stress it in whatever way you can yep i agree just on the technique side of things as well like Yes, technique's important, but obviously there's a lot of people, and particularly as we age, that for whatever reason, maybe there's some pathology, um, different anatomical um, things that become prominent in a person, and they may not move as well. Like at the end of the day, for some people, motion is going to be lotion. Yeah. Like it's not always fundamental technique. Some people might have a really like kyphotic posture. They're really forward rounded in the shoulders maybe they're doing a deadlift but their back doesn't look straight in little quotation marks but for them it is like it's very individualized on that as well yeah and as i said yeah movement movement is king at the end of the day if you're not you know if you don't use it you lose it so and the best thing you can do is get yourself moving because that promotes blood flow which helps everything else around the body as, um, as well all right last three questions to finish off so Best tips to increase your squat? Best tips to increase your squat? Yeah. <laughs> consistency. <laughs> we say consistency. Specific to the squat now. Yeah, well, you, if you want to squat, you, if you want to squat heavy, you're going to try and squat. So that plus accessory movements around that. Yeah. I think would be, did you say best three or three questions? Uh, th- three questions. I've got three questions. Left. Oh, you've got three questions. But what do you, what do you think? Anything. Doesn't need to be one thing. Yeah, squat. well, I think that's it. Like, know what you're training. Um, as in, you want to increase your squat, train your squat. Train your accessories to your squat, whatever other variations of a squat there is. Yeah, and I think if we're... The thing is, you definitely need to train the squat. If you want to get better at a certain exercise, you need to be training that exercise. But what I think a lot of people do is they just train the squat and they don't, as you said, train some accessory stuff around that as well. So I think single leg movements... Um, paired with your squats um, is a really good way to help increase it because you might have one leg that's working a lot harder than the other. You need to make sure we're getting, uh, you know, if we've got an imbalance uh, in our body. And also when we train single leg, it trains a lot more stability of the stability muscles, which is needed, especially at the bottom um, of a squat. So make sure in 
uh, paired, paired with your squat, you need to be making sure we're doing some uh, single leg exercise. I think that'd probably be the biggest yep. one for me. Um, and yeah, what do we say? Technique, skill. Yeah. Looking at foot, I think on. foot um, placement as well. Like a lot of people, when we are setting up for the squat, we need to make sure that our feet is going to be the thing that's pushing off. It's going to be our solid base. So we need to make sure we got our feet in what we call like that tripod foot or we're finding our center of mass through the squat, which is usually like over the shoelaces on your shoes, making sure when you think you're pushing up, you're pushing up through there. So you get a nice consistent lift. Um, that'll be the good one. Uh, well, I don't know if I should be asking you this, but best tips to increase your bench. <laughs> no, don't ask me. I'll throw that back to you. <laughs> Um, don't have two crook shoulders uh, yeah that, that definitely helps um, so I think the best thing that people neglect when they're training their bench is it goes back to a technique thing making sure that um, we're doing the correct technique but also I think a strong back is the best thing to increase your bench which is sounds funny when you say it like that because you're doing kind of like you know two different movements but the your back is kind of like your platform of the bench so you need to be able to hold yourself in a strong position through your back in order to push that weight um, up off your uh, up off your chest there. So I think something that's definitely uh, overlooked is making sure that we're training a strong a strong back is going to help us with our bench press a lot of the way. Yeah. Can I just add in? This is just, I don't know what his name was, but I was scrolling through TikTok the other day. And there, I've just seen the biggest bench press I've ever seen in my life. This guy, he's got, was it, five 20 kilo plates on? There's no, four 20 kilo plates plus bar. So, is that 100 like 200 kilos? 160, is it? No, 180. 180 kilos for a rep. Just one. Just one. <laughs> just. I think, I think I'll show you something now. I'll show you something after this. But I've got a guy who's, I think he's an ex NFL player. And he was just down at Athletes Authority, and I was just watching him just do the same thing, one eighty for reps. Oh, so, ridiculous! <laughs> so but on that, Freak was really solid back. <laughs> but yeah, I bet stood he, up after, and he's just like an upside down pear. <laughs> Dorito. Dorito. Um, all right, beautiful. So yeah, strong back for strong bench, and best tip. Well, maybe this is one we should be asking you. Best tips to increase your deadlift. For me, I haven't really even entered a strength phase for it yet. Um, it was volume, just training the body and getting it really consistent at lifting lots of weight. Um, and that just improved it significantly. So mm. I think, yeah, that'll be, I think, yeah, how many people would these days just go like low rep deadlifts? I think, and just go really strength focused one to five reps and stop there. And yeah. it's kind of always working strength, strength, strength. And it, they kind of um, throw the hypertrophy training, those higher rep ranges, 6 to 12 out of the window. Yeah, I think. And overloading that eccentric portion of a mm. deadlift uh, is, is a really good way to do it as well. And also deadlifting, a lot of the times you kind of like deload a lot at the bottom. So maybe if you go a little bit lighter and really focus on that eccentric um, component and do kind of like a touch and go where it's, only 10% of the weight um, 10% of the weight you leave on the ground and then you go back so you've always got that constant tension um, on the posterior chain and your upper back 
But I think also another really good one for your deadlift is a really strong upper back because that's yeah. the thing that's going to kind of lock, like your lats and everything is gonna, uh, the thing that's going to lock you in place while you pull that weight up off the ground. So I think that's might be like a little bit of an underlooked um, aspect of it because I think, you know, when people say, um, I think, you know, when I was um, first kind of got into this, I used to think that deadlift was like a back exercise. And yeah, it is to an extent, but it's mainly a lot, yeah, hip dominant, lower body lift through like hamstrings and glutes. But there is a lot of recruitment of your of your back as well. So I think a strong back just to help lock you in place can... Um, and funny you say that because... Yeah, did that strength day. And then obviously they did the squat as well. So a fair bit of compression on the spine. By the next day, like my hips, my legs felt pretty well. It was my upper back that just felt like it had been worked. Yeah, and my client, back. my clients as well, when they go through like a heavy um, deadlift phase, uh, they always say that their upper back's just taken a beating. So, I mean, it's something that we've got to be mindful of, but also like your upper back is going to take a beating through... A lot of these lifts so let's make sure we're not overtraining um our back as well but in saying that relatively resilient muscle so you're going to get far all right well i've got a question for you oh beautiful this is irrelevant to training um what's your thoughts on flights at the moment i'm thinking about going on a little holiday is there anyone i should avoid booking travel with <laughs> you're referring to my 12 hour delayed flight through jetstar <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday last week when I went to yeah, tell tell the people what happened well first and foremost fuck Jetstar um, worst company gotta be worst company in the world if not, <laughs> if not it's on par uh, well yeah look we got I left home at 6am in the morning for my to leave for my 8.20 flight from Brizzy as well from so Brizzy to go to Cairns an hour and 15 to the airport Oh, probably now, close to an hour. Um, but we left, you know, an hour and we want to give ourselves a good hour and 15 to get there. So I left probably 6 a.m. in the morning for an 8.20 flight. Um, got there. They told us it was delayed till 11. Then they told us it was delayed till 12. Then they told us it was delayed till 1.30. Then they told us it was delayed until um, 7.05 that night. And I remember looking at my watch as we were taking off and it was 8 p.m. So he didn't... <laughs> it just run me through. What was going through your head? It at, was torture. At it was 1 gen- p.m. It was genuine torture. Were you thinking you were getting on that plane or no? I didn't know what was happening, to be perfectly honest. They Literally, all they gave us was $16 worth of um, meal vouchers as well. <laughs> and it's it, literally the ripple effect that that had. Like We lost our, fir- our whole first day in Cairns. Um, oh, so yeah, because you, you're meant to go to mate, Port Douglas, mate. We were supposed to be at Port Douglas. Um, we were supposed to go to Mossman Gorge, then Port Douglas on the first day, and we didn't actually arrive into Cairns until 11 p.m. To so, which, so what did you do for your accommodation and whatnot? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, basically, we hired, we hired a van and we were going to you know basically just stay in the van so we cute, had like camp little and couples stuff. getaway up in Cairns this was yeah well it was meant to be until this whole debacle happened and then we didn't even arrive into Cairns until 11pm by the time we got like we and the place where we were picking up our van from was um, closed so then we had to basically reshuffle accommodation so I'm ringing around everywhere 
to find find somewhere and everything was basically booked out except for one place um called gilligan's have you heard of that place before I have. I the can't. Single, I've the, been there for a bit of a party. I can't have stayed there. What the was the single most trashiest place I've ever come across? We literally stayed in a dorm room. And it <laughs> How was many gross. people were in your dorm? Eight in the dorm. <laughs> it was so bad. I literally walked into the dorm. I was like, oh my freaking God. It was just shit everywhere. And like, I think as we walked in, there's like someone coming out of the bathroom and just, it was not well kept at all. And, and, I, and then. The Gilligan's, like, it's right next to basically its own nightclub. And that was going off until and three in the didn't morning. didn't the nightclub have a bit of a special event on Thursday night? Did yeah. you end up making it to that? No, we, we ended up missing the topless, what was it? Topless Well, I've got Thursday. it here in front of me. I brought it up just to, just to rejog the memory. But this is a post on the uh, Gilligan's Instagram Thursday when Matt had told me he was stuck at the airport. <laughs> Tonight, every Thursday, ladies' night, topless male waiters, <laughs> 9 to 11 p.m. Yeah, we missed that because we didn't get there till about 11.30. Following with that, girls' night out, pole dancing yeah, from we 11 caught, onwards. We caught, the, we caught the tail ends of that when we got there. But I was by then, I was just I was ready for bed and I just couldn't deal with anything. I thought I was going to run in there charging just to um, mix it up. But by the, by the time I got in there, I was just like, this is gross. Everyone in there was just so sweaty and so off their head. There would have been a few footy trips around as well, I presume. That's what the guy was saying. That's why I couldn't book. I tried to book a private room in so many different places and everything was booked out. And then literally Gilligan's was like the last one that I called that said they had dorm room availables. <laughs> it was it was just messed up. But anyway, Cairns itself, honestly, some parts of Cairns felt like a third world country. But um, everything that surrounds Cairns was beautiful. But yeah, we didn't even get to go to the Dane Tree the next day because we didn't end up picking up the van until nine and didn't get on the road till ten thirty, and then we couldn't get like it's still like an hour and a half just to get there. So we're trying to like make up time. So the ripple effect from Jetstar's twelve hour delay was, oh, could have ruined the trip, but didn't didn't let, let you knock it. Didn't, didn't let, let you knock. Didn't, didn't let, let us let knock, you it. knock you. No, but will I be booking through Jetstar again? Probably not. But the thing is, like the flight. I probably will because they'll put out some ridiculously cheap flights, um, which is the ones that we got. I think like that was forty five dollars each way, but I guess that's what you get. That's we, what you pay for, eh? Bring your time time again. Would you have preferred to pay say a hundred dollars each way? And be well, I probably ended up spending that at the airport on food and beer anyway. So, <laughs> so I mean, like, no, yeah, a hundred percent. I will not be booking through Jetstar in the foreseeable future unless there is a ridiculously cheap sale or some type of emergency. Yeah. All right. So on that note, stuff Jetstar. Don't book with them. One star, they should be called. (laughs) All right. That's enough. Peace.